Welcome to the Slob Sisters podcast, the show that explores the realistic art of modern homemaking, all of the challenges and all of the rewards. I'm Steph, a Canadian YouTuber, stay-at-home mom of three, and with me is my co-host and my sister, Jill. Hey everyone, my name is Jill. This is a little bit of a different podcast because Steph and I are together today again. Uh, we've done a couple like this, I think. Yeah. It's really fun when we're in the same room instead of, you know, 12 hours apart. So yeah, we're here we're on vacation this week. And yeah, it's been an awesome week and we thought why not get some podcasts done while we're at it. Yeah, because it's been a little while since we put out a new podcast and we were, I don't know, I feel bad we didn't say we weren't going to because I think we anticipated that we would be able to, but I moved over the last few weeks and we demoed our house and I'm now living in a camping trailer <laughs> and I don't know what part of that made me think I would still be able to keep up with everything, but the truth is I wasn't. And so now I'm on vacation and I can actually get back to work for the first time in a couple weeks. Yeah, and it's super fun while stuff's here. We can chat about the secret slob and a bunch of new fun things that we're planning for the next year so stay tuned because you know even though this podcast is kind of separate from that kind of you know is all encompassing of secret slob it's like a little offshoot yeah it's all under the same umbrella exactly so um should we start with our daily progress report yes i'm very excited to share my progress <laughs> okay let's hear it <laughs> okay so as you know we are renovating our house and i would like to say that the progress i made was my husband and i knew that there was going to be a few things we'd be able to do when it came to renovating this house and one of them was the demo and so last weekend before we came, we suited up, got all our goggles and everything on. We wore respirators because there was all kinds of drywall and, you know, fiberglass insulation, everything coming out. And we demoed that house down to the studs. It was incredible, so much hard work, but so cathartic. And I actually feel like I finally turned that corner on kind of that slump I was in all winter. You think it was like therapy, like yes. aggression, aggression therapy? Yes, it was aggression therapy because it was awful hard work and we were hot. We were wearing like Tyvek suits and everything. It was hot. It was hard work. And I loved every second of it. I Maybe had, that's why you seem a bit more relaxed. What I a perfect have, thing to do before vacation. I have no complaints. No, I know. I was feeling great. And it was a huge week. And my friend said to me, like, are you okay? What's going on? I'm like, I just have so much going on right now. And she's like, well, what? And I'm like, it's just all amazing things, but a lot. Yeah. So huge progress. Now the builders are in there. They're doing stuff. They're making it look amazing. I'm so, so happy. Yeah, I think that's awesome. I mean, it's a ton of work getting ready for a renovation and to finally kind of demo it and say a new start is coming is a super awesome feeling, I'm yeah. sure. Yes, I love that our kids think the house is broken and someone has come to fix it. <laughs> She's like, you guys broke our house. Like my daughter, you broke our house. <laughs> yeah, I'm funny. like, these guys are going to fix it. Yeah, that would be a bit confusing. Yeah, they're. I think they were actually a little bit jarred by it. I never explained what was going to happen. They just knew we were camping all summer, but I never said, oh, by the way, our house is not ever going to look like this again. So yeah, I feel like we could do a whole podcast around this reno. It's been a, a real experience already and we just got started. I'm sure. Well, you've built a house, a custom house, and now you're renoing and now you're living in a trailer. There's a lot of different livings happening here. So <laughs> yeah. from all aspects. Yeah. Okay. So that was like a huge progress report for me. Um, how about you, Jill? So mine is not as big as yours um, at all. It's kind of just something I've been working on and we just came on vacation and we're coming out for 10 days. So it's me and my two kids. Um, and then my husband came out a few days after us when he was able to leave work. And one thing I've been really trying to do on vacations and just when we go away is pack less and just, oh. you know, have less stuff when we're on vacation because 
things get lost all the time. It's just so much work. And I just thought, you know what? We're coming to our dad's house. So there's no reason why I can't do laundry. I packed, you know, a pair of shorts for each of us, a couple shirts for each of us. And that's it. One bathing suit each. And I am loving it. Like, yeah, so much less stuff, so much less packing. I kind of packed and it was just like, oh, that's it. And we're doing fine. I mean, it's easier in the summer. You yeah. don't need like winter gear and oh, stuff yeah. like that. But anyways, I was really pleased with myself because it's something I'm working on is not just like piling everything. And it's easier once the kids get a little older too. Yeah. You don't need diapers and oh, yeah. cribs and this and that. So anyways, oh, yeah. yeah. I packed the back of my car and like didn't have a stroller, didn't have diapers, didn't have oh, just so all, nice. like crib playpen all that stuff and I was like well I guess that's it let's go I even brought you a new dishwasher from my house. you did you had room for you well your old dishwasher which is working will work better than mine that doesn't work at all so yeah that's awesome I love that progress report <clears throat> that is something that I have struggled with in the past and definitely is getting easier yeah okay so let's jump into today's topic and this is kind of something I really wanted to talk about because it's a huge part of my life right now mm-hmm. we're going to talk all about money, finances, saving money, paying off debt. And there's a reason I want to talk about this. And it's because I am terrible at my finances. Like, yeah, it's actually a huge problem because it makes me upset. And because it makes me upset, I avoid them. Yeah. Like majorly avoid them. I like know that I owe money or I have bills to pay. And even if I have the money, I just like won't do it because it upsets <laughs> me. Yeah. And then they build up. I mean, our internet's been shut off before. Our power's oh, been no. shut off. And not because we don't have the money, but just because I don't get around to it and I don't do it. You don't have a system. I don't have a system. And I've been so disorganized that I just don't even know where to start. Well, I remember a couple years ago, I did that reverse budget where I went through a full year of my finances and like all my credit card statements, all my bank statements, put it all into categories to see where my money had gone over the last year. And it was so eye-opening, like shocking and horrible. And I said to you, I'm like, you got to do this. It's so great. And you were like, absolutely not. I will never do that. I do not want to know where my money's going, but it sounds like that that has maybe turned a corner and changed your tune. Well, the reason that I've changed my tune is because I did my taxes and I was supposed to get money back, about $4,000, which is a significant amount of money. And I was waiting for it to come in. Didn't come, didn't come. So finally, I mean, for everybody who's not in Canada, I'm not really sure how it works, but to log on to like your, you know, government tax system thing in Canada is a nightmare. You have to like apply for a code and then they mail it to you and then this and that. And I mean, I'd be lying if I said I didn't get any notice about this, but I finally (laughs) logged on and I realized I've been audited for the last two years and didn't know because I've been avoiding these emails that keep coming saying I have very important online messages from like the Canadian Revenue Agency. I'm just like, how important could it be? Not worth making me sad. I'll just don't do it. (laughs) So I've been audited for two years. So now I owe all this money. I just found out. So here I am waiting for this money, but they've taken it. And because they're like, well, you owe us because you haven't proven all of this, you know, stuff that you've claimed. So I'm like, okay. So you just found out you've been audited for two years. And your money is being held hostage. It's being held hostage (laughs) because your organizational system is in shambles. It is. Yes. Okay, Jill. So that's what's going on. What's your plan? Tell us what you're going to do. What have you learned? Yes. What I've learned is I'm behind more than I realized. So I thought, okay, the time has come, Jill. You're like 34 years old. 
Get it together. You're like 34? You are 34. I am 34. <laughs> I'm like adult age, I think, at this point. I think so. So I'm in a bit of a hole right now financially. And you know what? I don't think, you know, that's common these days. We yeah, overspend. No and you yeah. know what? I'm happy to, you know, be honest here and say, yeah, I have less money than I would like. I'm in the hole. And I want to stop before I can't get out of that hole. You know what? And I think admitting it, it's a problem is it's, it's just the first step. It's the first step to so many things, but this is so huge because you really could just continue to turn a blind eye and apply for more credit cards or get a line of credit. And it's incredible how much money banks and credit card companies will give people who have no money to begin with. It's almost criminal, I think. Yeah, it's really unfortunate. And I mean, obviously I'm recognizing that this is my fault, but it was a huge wake up call and I really had to get my stuff together. My husband and I, we keep our money separately. We, you know, we both pay for things, but we don't have like a joint account or anything like that. Right. And I mean, I'll kind of touch on that in a bit, even though he wasn't quite on board at first for, you know, the budgeting and the writing things down, it doesn't matter. I had to do this for me. And if I have to climb out of this hole by myself, I will, you know, that weight on your shoulders is not worth it. It's stressful. You can't think about anything when you just feel like this debt weighing on you. So totally I've written out six steps that I've done to kind of you know, I'm not out of the hole, but I feel like I'm at least in control. Okay. Yeah. I think a lot of people listening that are having financial like problems is just like you. You're in so far over your head. You don't know even where to start. And it's just scary to even think about it. Yeah. I don't think I'm alone in the fact that no. like, people are oh. avoiding it. I mean, no. talk about what happened this week with your website. Yeah. Right. Okay. So this week with my website, we had a bit of a financial wake up. I had had a credit card testing scam go through my website. So basically someone somewhere well I know where it was it was in the Philippines it said (laughs) so someone in the Philippines had stolen 200,000 plus credit card numbers and information and processed them through my site buying the printable download that I sell for $10 a piece so not all of them went through obviously because it's stolen information and so they're trying to test the credit cards they're trying to test the credit cards to see if they work so about 5,000 worked and so then I think the name of the game then is to take the ones that worked and buy bigger ticket items but they first test them on these small things like the printable where there's no physical product it's just a digital product because I think a lot of people won't notice it and here's the scary part a lot of people didn't. I had 45 people make credit card disputes to me. And of course I'm issuing refunds to all 5,000 people, but only 45 people even mentioned it in the first place. So of 5,000 people, 4,955 didn't notice a $10 charge. And I, card. and I wouldn't, and I've always said that to people. I'd say if somebody took my credit card, it would take, I'm not even kidding you over $5,000 before I would notice. Because you're not checking. Because I don't check. Yeah. And, you know, I just look at it and say, okay, you know, it could be this. uh, And it's been so long since I look, I don't keep track. And... You know, I just, it's, I avoid it. (laughs) Yeah. So I thought that was really scary. And so I did Mm -hmm. go on Instagram and said like, Hey, this is what's happening. We ended up having to shut the site down because even after pulling the products off the site, they had some backdoor way to get in there and they were still like processing like 10,000 a day. So we pulled the whole website down, trying to work on like ramping up our security. But in the meantime, you know, that's a huge lesson to check your card because it just takes one $10 charge and then another one, another one. I actually had people phoning me because obviously my phone number's in there. Please don't go looking for it. (laughs) 
<laughs> a couple of people phoned and said, hey, what's this charge? I said, well, it's, it, this is what's happened. If I was you, I'd cancel. And they said, well, what's this other one? I said, well, that's probably them buying something else that you didn't yeah. approve, right? Like, I'm just a, I'm not charging these cards through. Someone's just purchasing mm-hmm. 5,000 downloads of my digital it's purchase. It's so unfortunate. It's so sad. But again, just bringing to the fact that most people aren't monitoring their money yeah. situation no. at all. Exactly. Okay, so here's kind of my steps that I've taken. Um, and I mean, this has been about a month in the making. So it's not a long time, but it's only taken a month for me to honestly feel like I'm more in control of my finances. Okay, well that's really For the first time in my life. It is, yeah. I feel really good. I mean, a little bit bad. (laughs) Sometimes knowing the truth is not always the best, but... Right. So my first step was, I think especially since COVID, and I know the States isn't quite like this because my dad just went to the States and he mentioned that we basically buy everything in Canada with cards now. Yeah, nobody carries cash. Nobody uses cash. And it was funny because dad just got back from the States and he said, cash is still very much what they use a lot of times. So right. who knows if it was just the area. Oh, or even at the farmer's market, you can pay with a Yeah, card we pay card. with card for almost absolutely everything. Yeah. So it was really easy for me to go back and look at you know my debit, my credit cards and write down absolutely everything for three months. I didn't even have to start like today and then, you know, assess it in three months. I could start right then looking back at my three months where I wasn't, you know, paying attention to what I was spending and I wrote it all out. That's the reverse budget. Yeah. So then I grouped it all into different categories and saw, okay, this is where all my spending is. So the second... So like what kind of categories did you have like... Like groceries, entertainment, um, gas, um, buying clothes and gifts. Right. And healthcare, but then also so your mortgage healthcare and then there was things like apps and like computer stuff and yes. then my cell phone bill cable bill I could not believe some of these bills that I had for so long that didn't I didn't realize how much they were so the second step was to back out of monthly bills I mean that's a really easy thing to do you know right at that moment is like canceling things you mean canceling things app subscriptions we canceled our cable because we don't watch cable anymore we just stream shows you watch Netflix we watch Netflix which is actually my Netflix account yeah we watch Steph's Netflix account <laughs> so you don't even have to pay for no, that no exactly it's great. Um, we realized we were spending over $200 a month on internet I found a plan that was $49 and it was actually faster so we're switching that out just so many of those things that it probably took me about an hour's worth of work and it will save me over $400 a month. Wow. Yeah, but I just wasn't doing it because I just wasn't thinking about it. So that was my second step. I should mention here, remember when I did my big year-long thing and I put all my expenses down my ass... That was when I realized I had spent over, what was it, $500? But that's on, like, Candy Crush. $500 on, like, Candy Crush and other, like, games. Like, buying the little... That's your guilty pleasure. That was a guilty pleasure, but I stopped that day. And I will not have a game on my phone. I just, like, refuse to have them on my phone. So when we go to my mom's, I play her Candy Crush. I I still love it. Yeah, I mean, there's so many things. And yeah, sometimes it's hard to give up some of those things. But But you don't realize, like you said, like, I didn't realize, I just thought it was $1.99 for a little Candy Crush booster here and there. Uh, Yeah. When I realized I'd spent $500, I was so... Over the year, it I'm so ashamed. (laughs) All right. So the third step um, is I made a plan and a budget for my major spending. So the groceries, the entertainment, the eating out, which I was so ashamed of the amount of money I've spent out just buying lunches. And the thing was, my husband was away for two months. And so these couple months were, I'd spent more than usual because I was justifying the fact that he was gone. So I was like, I'm busy and stressed. I'll just buy lunch every day. But I mean, it was six, $700 a month. Wow. I mean, 
that's too much to be eating out at lunch, you know, bring something from home, so much better. Anyways, so I made a plan for cutting down on certain things. The fourth step was putting it into action. Well, I want to hear what your plan was for cutting down on things. Like, what was your plan? How did you decide where you could cut things? Well, I just had a plan to, like, for certain things that I spent the most money on is where I was going to start cutting back. So, like, for example, groceries, um, and I'll talk about this a little bit more, is just reducing, finding ways to like reduce my grocery bill. I shop at Costco. We kind of, me and Steph talked about this earlier today. Like Costco was a very, very dangerous place yeah. if you're trying to save money because even though, yeah, like on my credit card bill, it says, you know, $400 on Costco. I know there's probably like $100 worth of not groceries yeah. <laughs> in that cart, like yeah. clothes and books and this and that. And, you know, so making a meal plan is huge. Oh, huge. And I definitely think we need to do a podcast on that soon because I need to get myself in gear for that. I mean, I've been on vacation here, so we haven't really gotten that in, but just being more, you know, conscious, conscious yeah. of what I'm spending when I'm going to the grocery store. I never have been. And now I have to think, okay, what do I need? And also looking at my food waste yes. and using what's in my freezer, what's in my pantry, what's in my fridge. We you have probably cook your way through your pantry and your freezer for a month. Oh, Absolutely, especially because I've been shopping at Costco more than that. <laughs> a lot of chickpea like so pasta. Much. I do have a lot of chickpea pasta. Oh, That's unfortunate. So, it's so gross. It's not that bad. Anyways, so gross. So I looked at where my huge. So, but groceries, you said entertainment. Yeah. Entertainment. So we're just really cutting back on things, especially for the kids. We've got a couple annual passes to the pool and to like the theme park. That's what we're gonna do. Yeah. Well, yeah. That's our that's our place where we go, and then parks and you know outside play. And summer should be an easy time. And it's funny because I was talking with your husband about this, and we talked about how in, in summertime there's no reason to spend any money on these things. It's winter in Canada. That's when you yeah, need to spend hard. money on going to like those indoor playgrounds and you know mm -hmm. going to the pool more and maybe going to those water slides. That's the time to allot that money. When it's summertime, oh man, there's so many things to do outside. Yeah, exactly. And then eating out, you mentioned before, and that was. Mostly lunches, you think? It was mostly lunches. I mean, yeah, the skip the dishes happens, that's for sure. But the lunches is what added up the most. And I think that was the most surprising to me because it wasn't like, you know, $70 here, $120 here. It was like those 10 to $20 lunches yeah, that added bucks, up over the entire bucks. month. Oh, it was so bad. Anyways, so my fourth step was to put into action and to also talk to my husband about it. I mean, he was kind of on board, but not as much as me. I mean... For him, summer's his time to golf, which is not cheap. Yeah. And I did mention, because he golfs at like the fancy golf courses, but we have like city golf courses in Calgary that are a third of the price, which is totally fine for me. And so I mentioned, you know, maybe he should switch to city courses. And he said he'd rather burn his clubs well, than go no. there. And like, I feel like that's such his passion. And he's a really good golfer. Yeah. He should just enter more. He used to do all those tournaments and win it. Win all his golf. Well, he'd win like swag. We don't really need swag. Yeah. So, I guess so. Well, he did win that trip once. Yeah, we did get a... Yeah, that was nice. Okay, anyways. anyways. So getting him on board. Getting him on board. And the best way, I mean, instead of... I don't know if this is just a man thing. I'd just be like, we need to spend less. He was just kind of like, I don't know what that... Blah. So I was like, okay, let me go about this a different way. So I spent a little bit of time writing down a ton of ideas where I thought we could or we couldn't save money on. So things like his haircut. He has a shaved head. Yeah, I know. I always think <laughs> But he crazy. spends $30 every two weeks. I think he likes the head massage. <laughs> I'm not really sure. You could be doing that. But I could definitely be doing this. We have the little shavy thing at home. So, right. so I wrote it down in the spreadsheet saying like, yes, I know you like your haircut, but that's $60 a month. 
So that's like eight hundred dollars a year for you to have for your you hair to have your head massage level two or <laughs> yeah exactly. So like little things like that, and just I put in like if we go to you know Boston Pizza once a week, which we like to do, this is how much it costs in the year. So I made this huge visual document for him, and he was so much more. Um, receptive oh completely he was like i see a few things on here that yeah we could definitely cut back on you guys could cut each other's hair yeah (laughs) i'm not gonna lie my hair was on there the dyeing i mean that's so expensive but i just i have a really ashy but you could find um, a cheaper hairstylist right like no i couldn't she's so cheap well then you're great okay (laughs) That's, that's all you can do yeah so the fifth thing i did um was finding ways to bring in some side income, some side oh. hustle. So um, I already helped you a little bit, which is awesome. And we've been talking a bit this week about how we're going to kind of ramp some things up, hopefully. So yeah, and just rearrange a bit of our arrangement. Yeah. But yeah, the secret slob makes money and I do pay you to help me. With yeah, it. exactly. So that's one thing that I do do. Picking up shifts. I mean, this is something that is a slippery slope, I think. And you have to be careful because, you know, money is important, but also spending time with my kids and my family. And your goal this year was to not say yes to every I know. shift pickup. So then I've I've kind of worked out a schedule with, you know, a monthly overtime weekend kind of thing. Right. Okay. And worked out how much that will help us throughout the year. And it's worth it. So yeah, not picking up here, there, and everywhere. Just saying like, exactly okay, picking up a little bit. Yeah. Gotcha. The other thing we're doing is we're renting out our second car on Turo. Yeah, this is crazy. I, I love yes, it. It's, it's amazing. We have a second car. And if you've been listening to our podcast, you know that I just switched jobs to one that I walk to now. So we have this second car. It's just like a 2010. Well, and your husband's gone. He's half gone the half month. the time. Yeah. So we've got this Corolla. I mean, those things run and run and run. So I'm renting it out on Turo. So that's making some really awesome money on the side that I don't really have to take time away from my family for. So that's yeah. super fun. It's like and Airbnb for your vehicle, basically. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. I think it's genius. That's all good. Yeah. So those are kind of those things. Okay. My sixth and my last step was now I record all of my spending and not just groceries and going out to eat like a $2 coffee is being written down. I got a super cute I didn't spend money on this. My mom gave it to me. Yeah, she's a, she's a journal collector. <laughs> she loves collect. I mean, you can go to her house. If you need stationery, like, she's got it. Yeah. <laughs> so I got this super cute little, like, expenses journal and income journal. And I've been writing down everything. Yeah. And I think sometimes writing it down on paper makes it more real. And also, I have a fun little page where I'm writing down when I pay my credit card off. Even, like, $10, $50, I write it down. And it makes me feel good to see that number going down. Yeah. That's awesome. I saw your little book today. It's very cute. Yeah. So just kind of putting like, okay, I've got three credit cards. I owe this much, this much, this much on each of them. And then a total here. And I can kind of minus them about. So that's kind of what's going on is just making a plan for those big expenditures, but also, you know, being conscious about the little ones. Right. Okay. So do you feel like with your plan, you are going to be able to get your finances under control? And how long do you think it's going to take you? Well, you know, this is what I don't know, because I've never paid attention. And I'm so curious, like, I mean, I spent $1,300 on groceries in May. I feel like that's normal. It's not normal. That's not normal. I think so. 
Okay. Well, okay, so I feel like we spent, I was appalled. Like, I did mine a little while back, and we should, like, I live in northern British Columbia. It costs a little bit more for groceries because we're kind of rural, but I think I spend close to $1,500 a month on groceries. Now, this is something we've decided ahead of time that we don't want to budget on. We want what we want, but there is room definitely to save money, like, with meal planning and food wastage. But I also feel like when we were single, or at least just a, a single couple, we'd go out for dinner three times a week, lunch two or three times a week, and now... Never. Mm-hmm. Like, my going out is hitting the McDonald's drive through when I just don't want to do it. That costs money for sure, but we're not going out nearly as much. And groceries, when you eat every single meal at home, yeah, it's going to cost a little bit more. Yeah, fair enough. And I mean, it's all an experiment. So I've been recording for two weeks now. And in those two weeks, the last two weeks of June, I spent $225 on groceries. Okay. And do you, like, are you being just, like, more careful about what you're pulling out of your pantry and just be more thoughtful kind of or are you giving up some of your things you really like that were a little bit more expensive um I think it's a bit of both I think it's you know being having a bit of a plan and I haven't even really started meal planning as much as I want to but looking in my pantry in my freezer and saying okay I have this 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 I only need a couple extra things yeah. to make a full meal instead of thinking, let's just think of a whole new meal out of nowhere totally. and get everything I need for that. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I'm sure with time as my pantry dwindles down, that will kind of start coming into effect. But yeah, I'm paying more attention when I'm going to the grocery store. Well, and you don't eat meat. No. That's a huge expense. Yes. I also think it's interesting when people are budgeting that one of the first places they'll try to save money is groceries, which sometimes bothers me in a way because I feel like food is your fuel, food is your food is your health, that's what's taking care of you. And I like that you looked at other things that are really, I mean, a food is a need. Sure, we can go overboard and we can shop at cheaper places or more expensive places, but there's definitely, you know, better for you places that we could be saving money. One place that I hate spending money is my cell phone bill every month. Well, was your cell phone oh. bill just crazy? Mine's no. like $120 That's a too month. too much. I switched. I actually did that about a year ago and I switched from Bell to Rogers and mine's only $65 now. What? I know. That's crazy. Yeah. In Canada, the cell phone bill charges are out of control yeah. and it just drives me crazy because I'm like, one, this thing probably isn't even that good for me anyway. You <laughs> talked about cell phone addiction. Like, what am I getting out of this? And two, this is costing me an arm and a leg. My husband has a flip phone that's like made for senior citizens and his costs like $21 a month. It's amazing. Yeah. I mean, there's definitely areas like the internet cable thing that I can cut down on that I don't even notice. Yeah. But the eating out thing I think will be huge for us. We both like to eat out. The kids don't care. I think that's important to bring up too. You know, as I'm cutting back on, you know, not going to play places as much, not going out to dinner as much. The kids want to spend time with us. They want to, you know, wrestle in the basement and go to the lake and go tobogganing. And so you know, being aware of that, me not taking them to Boston Pizza once a week, even though they really want it and they say, let's go to Boston Pizza, they're not going to care at the end of the day. Yeah. And we should mention here, and we mention our dad a lot, but as I'm growing up and becoming an adult, I'm like, oh, maybe he had it right all along. He was so frugal yeah. growing up. And he would say to us when we come to visit for a weekend, hey guys, we have $12 for the weekend. I'm not joking. It would be like $12. What do you want to do? Mm-hmm. Do you want to swim and go to the park or do you want to go mini golf or do you want to do this? But we don't have a t- this We don't go the- mini golfing and then swimming and then to the movies. It's kind yeah, of like- it was kind of like, what's your big thing you want to do with our $12? And that's, that's no joke. It was the 90s. So things cost like three bucks or whatever. <laughs> but it was like, do you want to get ice cream and this or do you want to do this and this? And so 
it was interesting that even as kids, and we weren't feeling stressed about it, but it was always like, okay, what's our big thing? And even we went on that big vacation through the States for six weeks, and we knew what the budget was, and we decided we wanted to go to Disneyland, and that ate up half the budget, and then everything else was pretty much just camping and hiking and hanging out, and then we spent most of our money on fuel, I guess. Yeah, well, and it's interesting that coming from that childhood, how terrible I've been at being frugal since then. Like, I pay no attention to what I spend So yeah, I don't know. Maybe I just was like, I'm so tired of spending or saving money and being frugal. I just want to spend it on whatever I want. You know, it's like we never were allowed junky cereal. And now it's it's dangerous. I don't think that was such a a frugal thing. It's like, you know. The health thing. No, but I just mean like we weren't allowed it. But now I'm just like, you know, junky cereals within 10 feet from me. Like it is. I always buy like four boxes of junky cereal before you come visit. I know it's such a treat. That's funny. Okay. I feel like we can probably wrap it up there. We're just touching on this, but we have to come back to it because I really want to know, get the update from you, like maybe two or three months from now and hear how it goes, because I'm interested to hear if you suddenly find yourself feeling kind of wealthy, if some of this money that you're not spending, because what dad always said was, it's not what you save. It's not what you earn. It's what you don't spend that determines how much money you have. Yeah. And I don't know. I think he could be Right on the money there. I think so too. So I'm excited to hear about how things change for you and maybe your money stresses will disappear because you do make good money. I do. I mean, there's absolutely no reason that my husband and I should be living paycheck to paycheck. And we are. Yeah. And that is crazy. Yeah. I mean, he works up north in Canada. He makes good money. I work in the medical field. I make good money. This is crazy. Clearly we're doing something wrong and I'm so excited to also, you know, I'm turning into one of those people that like I make a purchase and then 10 minutes later I check my bill to make sure they didn't double charge me. Like <laughs> yeah. I mean I might go a bit obsessive here, but I think that that's important for me right now. Like this yeah. is a huge point in my life that I have to go one of two ways. I'm either going to keep digging this hole that will be very hard to get out of. Yeah. Or I can get out of it now and move on. Yeah. And you'll be so much more comfortable because I think even though you weren't thinking of it, it was probably hanging over your head in a few, I think so. In a few different ways. Because if you're not if you're living paycheck to paycheck, you're not making a retirement plan, you don't have a savings. Like it always yeah. feels so good to have that buffer. Absolutely. And just understanding like with the auditing, like it's a blessing in disguise. I don't know how taxes work. Now I do. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> now I do. When I get audited next year, which I'm sure I will because I haven't been proving my expenses over the last two years I will have everything so organized for them (laughs) like here you go in a paper package wrapped in a bow yeah I'm glad I'm happy for you you know thank you I'm definitely not as bad as that in some ways but I also don't have a terribly great idea of where things are going so I'm inspired I might try it myself yeah let you know okay so we always like to finish every single episode with a funny story just to leave us laughing at the very end and I forget whose turn it is because we haven't done yeah I think it's my turn I think because we did the chip one you're right which was about our dad and this one's actually about our dad as well because I thought (laughs) we're here in my hometown um we both lived here in BC at my dad's house and I thought let's tell a story that happened here so um kind of on the end of being frugal as well which everything in my childhood was but Anyways, my dad rode his bike a lot. He was very active. Um, He still does. He still does, but he rode us around in the bike, and he had this, like... (laughs) It looked like a yellow bathtub. I've seen this for sale on Kijiji recently. Oh, really? Our same trailer. I almost bought it. I was like, oh, I should buy that trailer. It's like a, it's like a, it was a fiberglass, fiberglass bathtub, yellow, like hooks onto the back of a bike. Yeah. It was before chariots were really a thing. Yeah. It was like the original kid's bike. Incredibly unsafe. And like, he would take us down hugely steep hills in this. But me and Steph talked about like, can you believe dad towed us up these hills when we were younger? Like we would never be able to do that. Because we live in the mountains. Yeah. It's everything's a hill. Anyways. I was in high school and I was like in grade 10, like the peak of like, 
your parents are the worst and most embarrassing people in your life. And we went on this like overnight <laughs> school trip <laughs> and we were coming back on the school bus and we're pulling in and someone's like, Oh my God, is that Jill's dad? And I look out and my dad has brought his bike with this yellow trailer to pick me up with all of my, it was like a camping trip. So I had like sleeping bags and tents and I was like, oh my God. And I'm just like, please, no, like, please have the car beside, like this has to be a joke. And they're like, oh my God, your dad's picking you up on his bike. So I have to get off the bus and I'm like looking at him probably with just like daggers. Oh, with daggers in my eye. Just like, how? Yes. Exactly. Well, no, because they dropped us off somewhere else because it was like a weekend trip. So it was like too far to walk because I had all my stuff with me too. This camping gear. So he picks me up. I have to load the stuff in. I am so Where humiliated. In the back with all of my stuff you on me. In the trailer? Yes. You were 50. It was a weird age to be riding in your dad's trailer. <laughs> and like, I'm just starting to like have oh, boyfriends. No. It was too far. I was so <laughs> mad. Oh, no. <laughs> and I still remember because just that notice of the, just that noise is like, is that Jill's dad? And I was like, oh no, what's he done? <laughs> And I was like, oh why God. would you bring the bike? He's like, what do you mean? You needed, like, I was like, the trailer's like, you needed a place to put this stuff. I mean, <laughs> oh, so oh. frustrating. Like, but the crazy thing is he's strong enough to pull pull you, 15-year-old, <laughs> and all your stuff home. And it was always hills. I mean, I look at these hills now. If my kids were behind me, I'd be like, get out, you're walking. Yeah, <laughs> like, there's no, there's no, no way. way. And I mean, I, I don't know if, like, he did groceries. that. Maybe I had been, like, misbehaving lately, and that was, like, some sort of weird, cruel punishment. But it worked because it was something I still remember. Remember just being like, how can I hide long enough so my dad doesn't think I'm here and he leaves? Like, I don't want to get in that trailer. Where's my daughter? Oh, she didn't come back with us. I guess. <laughs> Anyways, he's always good for some stories. But That's I think amazing. you know we grew up in a small enough town that everyone knew kind of our dad was a bit of a hippie, so it was perhaps wasn't as surprising as I thought it was. Just, just a bit of a hippie. Yeah. <laughs> That's amazing. Anyways, I love that. Uh, I'll give you a ride later. Maybe still has, he probably still has it for getting groceries. <laughs> probably. Gosh. <laughs> right on. Okay, Jill. Great episode today. I'm super excited to hear how your financial situation turns out and what you do to get control of it. And thank you for the laugh. I am teary eyed. I need to go blow my nose. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I can't wait to kind of come back on this maybe in the fall. Maybe before Christmas would be a good time to kind of. No, I want to know at the end of summer. Okay. I'm excited. You think okay. it's going to go fast? All right. Yeah, yeah, I'm excited. Okay. Thanks so much for listening. Make sure to subscribe wherever you listen to podcast and leave a comment for us below if you have any questions or comments we'd love to hear from you we will talk to you very soon bye bye bye